my like what am I like what is legacy? How do I set myself up for for legacy? How do I best steward my time here on earth to have the most important legacy? And Maya Angelou in this wonderful like homespun American way says this is the Gently Mad, a show where I talk to and pick the brains of the smartest people running creative online businesses. Actually, not so much. If you're looking for that inspirational kick in the pants to help take your life and career to the next level, then this is probably not the place for you. To be perfectly honest, this podcast is about me. Hey, I'm Adam Clark and I'm your host. Thanks for listening. I do talk to people on this show, but instead of that double rainbow of success BS that you'll get in most entrepreneurial shows, we talk about failure, self-doubt, and all the insecurities that we all have that keep us from doing much of anything with our lives. If that sounds like your kind of thing, then head over to avclark.com slash TGM and subscribe. Any actionable advice or helpful tips are simply a byproduct and purely unintentional. All right, what's up, my friends? This is the Gently Madam Adam Clark. I'm your host. Thanks for listening. Episode two with Chase Reeves. What do you think of that little teaser at the beginning? Man, how can you not listen to this fucking episode after that? I mean, I'm not even going to tell you where that Maya Angelou quote is. You're just going to have to listen to the whole thing to find out. Anyway, as I said, Chase Reeves on the line today. And Chase is... I don't even know where to start. I don't even know if I should start talking about Chase because there's other stuff to talk about besides Chase on the show. But Chase is just one of my favorite people in the whole world. And I need to mute my freaking sounds. I'm such an amateur. Muted. All right. Chase, as I was saying, is one of my favorite people in the whole world. I mean, he's, he's a guy that I feel such a kindred spirit toward in that there's just... You know, there are these quiet moments of deep revelation uh, in, in one second, and the next second it's just like a rabbit on speed bouncing off of the walls, seriously. And and that's what this conversation is. I mean, we, we talked for two hours. I, I managed to edit it down uh, to a, a reasonable 90 minutes or so. But it was a great conversation, and I can't wait to get into it and share it with you. First, though, this is episode two, all right? So there's a couple things I would like to make you aware of. If you missed episode one, go back and listen to that. I talk about why I'm rebooting this whole show and blah, 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 and about me and more and more about me and then some more about me and then a little bit more about me. So if you're interested in all that, you can go listen to that. If you don't give a shit about me, then skip it. I'm totally cool with that. But what I would like you to do is subscribe in iTunes and leave me a review because that's what's going to make or break this show, honestly, uh, right now in the beginning. Uh, really, I, I, I'm doing this for myself. As I've said many times, I've enjoyed these conversations so much that I really don't care if I have a lot of listeners or not, because it's uh, it, it's been such a pleasure to actually record these. I've grown as a person from talking to these people. But on the same hand, of course, I would like some people to listen. OK, I, I think there is benefit here. I think there's value here. So 
please subscribe and leave me a review. That's that's the the best way for iTunes to feature the show and to expose it to a broader audience. It's not hard. You can go to my website, avclark.com slash TGM. I've got instructions there. In case you don't know how, I've got instructions there. Here's the other benefit. If you do those things, you're going to enter yourself into a contest where I'm giving away some pretty freaking awesome shit. I mean, hands down, it's just, you know, I wish I could enter myself, okay? I'm giving away a free year of Fizzle. Fizzle is a company that Chase is a part of, and it's the best community I have ever been a part of in my entire life. If you're an entrepreneur or want to be an entrepreneur or not, even if you work for the man, you silly little man-working person, come on, be an entrepreneur. No, I'm just kidding. Seriously, if, if you work a regular job, which there's no shame in that, Fizzle is still a great community to learn about business and productivity and time management and be inspired by all sorts of things to change your life. As Chase just said, talking about legacy, you know, what does it mean? What does it mean to live a meaningful life and live a purposeful life and and all that stuff? You know, they get into all that stuff and fizzle as well as very practical stuff about how to start a business and how to start a blog and how to define an audience and and on and on. It's just, it's worth it. So you're going to, you could win a free year of fizzle, which is worth several hundred dollars right there. I'm giving away a 32 gig iPad Air, another great value. I'm giving away a one hour coaching session with me. I've been doing a lot more coaching. You know, I hate the word coaching. It's such a douchey marketing word. I don't, I don't even know. You know what I want to call it? It's, it's, you know, I've decided to call it the JDFI session, which stands for just fucking do it session. Okay. I have the good fortune of being able to start doing some of this and charging and making money for it and supporting myself with it. And it's been a blast. I love, love, love doing it. And so I'm going to give away a free hour and you can take, choose, you, you can do whatever you want with that hour. Not quite everything. Um, there are some things I will not do for money, but for the most part, you can do anything you want with that hour. And I look forward to whoever gets that and look forward to that conversation. You can pick my brain about anything, podcasting, business, entrepreneurship. There's nothing I love more than talking to people and helping people figure out how to make their ideas a reality. Also giving away a $100 Amazon gift card. You could wait any of those things and if you want to be part of that, you can go to avclark.com slash contest, and it will give you all the details about what to do to enter. It's only going to last for three weeks, okay? Three weeks. I'm, I'm, I'm putting a line on there. I, 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 I don't know if you noticed the hesitation in my voice. Part of me wants to go, ah, four weeks, maybe five weeks. It's Christmas. Who's going to listen right now? Maybe only 10 people are going to take advantage of this, you know? Oh, well, it's three weeks and then it's done. So go to avclark.com slash contest and get yourself in that contest. All right. Second thing I want to mention is my podcasting course. 
I am doing a podcasting course I've talked about doing for two fucking years, and I'm finally doing it, okay? I'm actually doing it, and you can find out about that at avclark.com slash course. If you've ever had any interest in podcasting or want to know anything about it, go there, sign up, and you'll be on a mailing list because I'm telling you what, something special is happening next week. I'm going to launch the fuller version of the landing page uh, showing you everything you're going to get in the course. And here's the amazing thing. You're going to be able to get the course for $1. All right? I'm serious. $1. You're going to have a chance to get it for $1. And this is a course that's going to cost hundreds of dollars once it's released. So if I were you, if you had any interest at all, go there, check it out. All right, what else? I, I think that's it. I, I, I can't think of uh, anything else I need to say right now. So I, I want to get into this conversation with Chase because, man, it was a marathon. I was pretty exhausted afterwards, and but exhausted in a good way, okay? It made me think about my life and think about what matters. And those are great conversations, the ones I love to have anyway. So I hope you're excited, and we'll be back after a brief word from our sponsor. So I have these friends. Let's call friend one, Alan, and friend two, Steve. Their names have not been changed for their protection. They run a company called Less Accounting. Now I know what you're thinking, accounting? What could be more boring? But that's exactly the point. Less Accounting is accounting software for business owners who hate accounting. All right? What you're about to hear is completely unscripted. I decided to call up one of Less Accounting's customers and ask what they thought about the software without them even knowing I was recording. Actually, I hope that's not illegal now that I think about it. Need to check on that, I guess. This is Jonathan. I don't like numbers. Um, So... (laughs) So it's helped a lot in that regard that because we had QuickBooks for a while and just it, we just had no idea what to do with it. It was just way too complicated. And so I do appreciate its simplicity, you know, and when you get to the complicated stuff, that's where our accountant comes in and he takes care of all that. Less Accounting even saves you time and money when it comes to tax season because your CPA has far less to do. You can give them your login or give them access to your account and everything is there. They can run some reports, print out your stuff, do your taxes. Boom, it's done. And, you know, like at this point, like he even says when he comes to us, he's like, your guys is the easiest books that I ever have to deal with. He's like, it's all online. Like he comes over, we go through stuff. We like feed him breakfast and it probably takes us like an hour or two at the most every year. Like that's about all the time he spends with us. Did you know that uh, this is part of an ad read for Less Accounting? An ad read? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're, you're not being paid to say these wonderful things about Alan and Steve and their company? No, no, not, none of that. No, sure. None of that. <laughs> Though they may claim that, it's, it's not true. <laughs> so, what have we learned? Less Accounting is great software. It saves you time. It saves your CPA time, which saves you money. Now... You don't have to go feed your CPA breakfast. I'm sure they would appreciate it. That part's up to you. But what you do need to do is go check out Less Accounting. You can go to lessaccounting.com slash TGM 
And there's a special page set up there just for you with information just for you. I already said just for you. Now, three times, regardless. Go check out lessaccounting.com slash TGM and let me know what you think. Less Accounting, accounting software for business owners who hate accounting. Alright guys, it's the moment of truth. It's time for the conversation. The conversation with Mr. Chase Wardman Reeves. Let's get to it. there can you hear me this is chase 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 breathe up on the click and we're going to talk here live with adam clark adam are you there dude i that's why i said i i i know you so well that's i you know the people listening to this don't know but i sent you an email and said the, the, the when i show up in portland to visit you i have no idea what your address is but um one of the defining things i said is i could just go into a coffee shop and ask for the the guy who just the loud guy who does all the voices that's right that's right all right adam so glad to have you here you know your (laughs) remix of bathroom time with farty party (laughs) is one of the hot tracks of the year tell me how did you come up with the idea for this one are you trying to be austin powers or i'm not sure which it's it's like a it's like part austin powers part michael kane somewhere in there i love it i love it so what's your next show gonna be Oh man, um, I have no idea. I, I think I'm gonna just take a break, take some time, you know, do some soul searching, figure out kind of, you know, what my purpose is and what I what I want to put out into the world, and and you know, and make sure it's all perfect, and then do it. Oh, that's so great, man! And so one more question before we go: uh, your beard is a bit terroristy. Hmm. Well. That- that's it. That's all I wanted to say. Thanks, Adam. You've been a great guest, man. Here's Adam's track, Farty Party, on the down low. Nice. Farty Party. Uh, you asked me to introduce you as Fat Ass. So I, I Hi, guess, I'm Fat Ass. Yeah. I'm not sure why. I'm are sitting you, are, at the computer. I'm sitting at the computer with like my fingers, like all like my, my you know, index fingers on F and J, like they're supposed to be. Like I'm Mavis Beacon fucking typing right now <laughs> and I'm ready to go. All I'm looking at is a picture of your fucking super terroristy face and I'm ready to goddamn <laughs> roll. I am ready to roll. You better be recording already. Uh, dude, what, what is this? You think I'm an amateur? I've been recording since before we started. I've got the Skype ring in this recording. I've been okay? recording since January. Exactly. I mean, the uh, only way to get you on the fucking telephone is with a podcast, apparently. So, you know, I'm just... Yeah, it, yeah, that's correct. You can't just send me texts all the time going like, hey, can you jump on the... Hey, can, hey, can you, hey, what about one minute right now? Hey, what about one minute right now? Hey, could you... Hey, could you so what about right now? Hey, real oh, quick man. question. I got a question for you. Jump on Skype. Hey, <laughs> hey, what are you doing right now, Chase? Oh, hey, quick question. Oh, one real, real quick thing. Hey, are you on, on Skype? Fuck, why aren't you on Skype? <laughs> Dude, I'm so guilty of that. I realized the other day I'm an asshole. I heard someone use that term. Just drop it and and move on. What is an asshole though? I do gotta I, know. I don't know. I I can't remember where I heard it on some podcast or somewhere. But like an asshole is the guy who just, you know, constantly asks, you know, 
constantly asks questions, asks for, you know, your oh, time, you see, know, I was heading like towards coal, coal, coal. And you're taking me towards ask, ask, ask. Yeah. Ask hole, like asshole, but asking questions. Ask. You're hole. an asking hole. You're exactly. like a Shel Silverstein book about a hole that asks questions. I just, you know, I have so many questions and there are certain people in life that I feel like must have the answers. And yeah. I just, I, I set my phone to auto, auto text them at least, you know, every, every three hours. You know, until it's I get true. a hold of you. You do have a bit of an arbitrage sort of uh, setup going on there. <laughs> well, you're here now, and that's well, all that matters, right? Well, aren't we all? I'd like <laughs> to think that we're all here right now. And now, and, and now, and now we do the Indian voice. And listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna link to your uh, that talk you did. At one, of, I don't remember what one, one of those online business conference, you know, douche things. You are and, ready to have a great night, and tonight we're gonna start yeah. the rest of our lives. And one you, yeah, and, and you did like twelve voices in that. And your, I think you talked for eight minutes, and you had like sixteen different voices. Oh, was it Pioneer Nation? It was Pioneer. Nation. That's what it was. I think it was funny though. Oh, good. It was yeah. good. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's the very first time, Adam, that I like planned to do a voice. And I tried to like give these. I I came out speaking in an Irish voice and I was going to make that guy sort of, I don't know, have have one point of view. And then like a Michael Caney English guy have another point of view. And then like a Jamaican guy just show up and go. (laughs) Why would I be wearing this hat if I wasn't from Jamaica? Dude, how did that go? Was that I mean, are you like on the are you on the speaking circuit now? Was that your I first guess, really was that your first speaking job or what was what was the deal with that? So I used to like I used to be basically a youth pastor for better, for lack of a better term. I used yeah. to worship at churches and then I would speak at church uh fairly often but in like small time ways. I loved I love I still love being on stage. So I I have a lot of experience like doing like little things, but also like like I I I'm okay with saying like I'm pretty fresh on the stage. Like you get me on stage, like something fun and fresh and interesting is going to happen at least for a little while. And yeah. then I'll freak out with insecurity uh, when like something doesn't go the way that I planned it. And I'll just like, it'll be craziness, right? I'll be on my heels the whole time. And, right. and okay, we really should have planned something. Um, <laughs> like, but, but was that I, thing your first, was that the first like business online business, the entrepreneurial no, talk thing you've done? Spoken at, at uh, like just a bunch of little like little talks at little co- uh, conferences and things, just yeah. like little things. A lot, and then like uh, I've done a few of the like uh, um, panel type discussions where I put together mm-hmm. one on podcasting with uh, Mike Vardy, Mike Schechter, Justin Jackson. Yeah, uh, I think that was, that was all of us up there. And those are those don't really count. Those are so simple and and fun. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, the, the Pioneer Nation one was big, and then that I went from that straight into a big seminar that I did there, like a like a um, like a, what seminar workshop I did on branding stuff, which was probably still it was one of my better performances that workshop. Of course, not not recorded in any way. It's much like my best ever hour of of podcasting that I've ever done with uh, with yourself, actually. Uh, it really means a lot that you consider gone. that as Jesus. the best. Gone. I mean, think about my time capsule. Yeah, I would have loved for that conversation to be in there because it Me was too, just man. mania. It was sheer mania and excitement, and there was just so much going on and gone. It was great. It was it was, it was guys, wonderful. You guys were doing like a twenty-four hour podathon or something, like something that. like that. Yeah, and I remember tuning in just after and just hearing the guys going like, "What the hell was that?" <laughs> exactly. Holy crap! Who was that guy, Adam? And you're yeah. like, you know, I don't really know. <laughs> Just sound found him on the street. That's my Adam. <laughs> Is that that's what my, I sound like? That's my Adam Clark. Nice. 
Nice. Well, well maybe I should try to do an Adam. Here's my Adam Clark. You know, and I, and I just don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> That's uh, that's uh, that is definitely right on, at least with uh, the the question you sentiment. asked. But the sentiment. But um, are we really rolling? We we should we should start this thing. Dude, the whole thing's rolling. This is all part of it. This is all part. Uh, this is so all we, part, we, part of the magic. Okay, so, hey, you lead me now. You lead me. I, I'm gonna I am. You know, I I feel the same way you do about the speaking stuff because my only experience is church speaking, and so I'm afraid that if I ever did actually get on stage at some sort of you know. Uh, you know, a web thing or online business thing that I would slip into, you know, there'd be like a, there'd be like an, I'd, I'd accidentally like give an altar call or something or, you know, that, a, a call to repentance somewhere accidentally. Cause it's just going to come out. That's the only experience it's I true. have. Yeah. It's true. And you guys, we've got to stop taking advantage of the heart's of our friends <laughs> on the in- oh on the internet. Sorry, sorry, I just lapsed. My bad. Right. Uh, where yeah. was I? <laughs> oh man. Well, dude, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate you being here. I think this uh, is a- absolutely the first time I've ever like just opened up Skype and already been on. And I kind of was expecting that. Now that I look back, uh, it's not a surprise, but I, I I was I was I am surprised. Well, you know what? I've actually had people tell me that that annoys them and other people that uh, were pleasantly surprised by that. So what is your oh, so vote? This is, do you actually do this all the time? You actually do this? Yeah, I don't ever have like a, hey, okay, here's the chit chat pre-show and oh, now, yeah, we're, like now, now we're starting the show. Ready? No, okay, I, let's go. I think but what you got to do is you just send an email beforehand and- uh, Let and them know. Let them know. Let them know, hey, just FYI on, on the show tomorrow, like I'm, as soon as we jump on, we're going to be talking. Because what I love about that is uh, going straight into the the conversation. And, and so there's, you're not, you're not like, like, uh, broadcaster guys, like, uh, Howard Stern. I heard the, that he won't, he like, won't, won't talk to a guest. Won't, won't, even if it's like a commercial break, you walk in and there's three minutes. He won't, he won't talk to you. He won't, he won't let any of that stuff go because he wants that all happening on air. Exactly. And he also, he also doesn't do much of the chit chatty stuff even on well, air. Well, that's, that's why I don't send the email though. So this, this is great. So for, for those listening who, who want to do a podcast and want to do an interview podcast, here's why I don't send the email because if I send the email, then you're going to, you're going to be ready. You're going to, as soon as it rings, you're going to be like, okay, I'm on, I'm on. I got to think, you know, you got to be professional. You got to, you know, and I don't want people, I want them to just talk and be themselves and unfortunately yeah, you're, a, you're a pansy little little artist type <laughs> just like me just, just like me we live in natural. a world we live in a world of shit and so anything that we we and yet and yet we're people who desire and dream of making things that are good and in order to make something good we have to fool ourselves into trying first of all right uh, in a world where only shit things get big and then if we really want that thing to have a chance to live or be seen by a, a lot of people um we have to wrap that good thing in shit yeah, uh, and get it out there, and and now I, I I am, you know, just like you, I'm just a little fucking turd who can't just who can't just wake up in the morning and go, you know what? I'm so grateful for what I have. It's all about like me, 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 and everything's fucked up, and I don't know where I'm going, and I don't know what's going on, and everything feels broken, and I have I I have I have it so well. Like if we had no, if I didn't even have yeah. a home, and I just had a breath and a heart that just like inexplicably keeps breathe keeps like doing its thing, pumping blood amazingly pumping blood through my whole body. Unfathomably, it does this without me even knowing about it. Yeah. I could, that, I could wake the, up in the morning and go, holy shit, thank you. Yeah, that's that's the point is that that's part of the inner struggle is that uh, I do realize that 
the struggle sounds incredibly whiny and entitled and, you know, just douchey because, as you just said, I mean, I live in America in the 21st, yeah, uh, but that I don't know what count. century it is, but I mean, like, I, <laughs> I live. I, that's like, that's a moot point, though. That, that's not a good argument because what are you going to do? Like, that, that's all a sliding scale of relativity. And, no, I'm and, saying exactly the same thing you're saying is that, you know, if you if you zoom out big enough then yeah, none of our problems are really that big, you know? Well, <laughs> I think my wife would tell you my problem's pretty big. <laughs> I, well, I don't know. that I wouldn't call that a problem, actually. I love actually, on how Chase. many levels that works. <laughs> Jeez, that's so great. Uh, you know what, though? Uh, honestly, uh, I, have to I, say, I, have to, I have to interrupt you, though, because that, that did work, but I have a better one. You, oh. And I, have to, I just feel like I've never told it on the air because... I mean, my show is an explicit show, so I can say what I want, but I still never told the story. I um, I have a better one than that. All right, I have the ultimate. That's what she said. Like, there's no, there was, there's no better. It just, there's no better. So, when my wife and I were first together, uh, I. I went, I went somewhere. I got some sort of sandwich from like... Just so you know, you've built this up pretty big. It's, it, it's going to be good. Now. I got some sort of... It was one of those like Subway things where you get like double the meat or whatever. And um, and I had messed up her sandwich. I'd gotten it like it had just... It was like four inches thick. Of, there's so many in here already. You can just keep... You can start saying that's what she said through the whole thing if you want. Yeah. There was like all this meat. and um, And of course it had like mayonnaise and condiments all over it and um uh, and she wanted a bite of it and she's like um she she, she goes she goes um uh uh <laughs> i'm say? even laughing now so she yeah. takes a bite the mayonnaise comes out and is on her face okay. and she goes look at this mess look at this mess you've created dude your meat monstrosity just squirted all over my face that was it I was trying to hold it all in. That's I, good, I, actually. I was You're, just like, I was just like, that is the best. That's what she said. Moment. And it's best coming from your like your kind of like cheery little voice, like like <laughs> almost like because I think what you really are, Adam, is you're really you're really like actually like a a, a young, uh, uh, joyful, exuberant, exploratory. Uh, you're a boy. You know, you are. You are. If if this was a comic book. You would be the character that I make who would be all um, just just like joy and discovery, right? And then you're wrapping, you know, so all of your problems are trying to wrap yourself up in some some uh, grown-up package, so some sort of like responsibility and all this stuff. So when you say things like meat monstrosity, it's just pure gold. It, it is pure gold. I, I, well, my wife said it, but I, I thought it was pure gold from her. I think it probably is better. Better with you telling it Better for than me. even being there in real life. Yeah. So I, I, you know, to get back to what you were saying, I, I do completely resonate with that. In fact, today I was, I was, I, I signed up to watch this webinar. Okay, because like an idiot, Ugh. you know, people send out these newsletters and they hook you in with these titles. And and you want to know what this, no, uh, what this webinar gotta, was about? No, got, okay, let's hear it. You got to okay. not get on webinars, bro. Come on. I know. What? I know. But I'm trying to make money. Okay. Here's, here's, here's the webinar. I'm uh, trying to make rap- money on the internet. Ah, <laughs> uh, but Chase, I was really trying to make money on the internet. I was looking for the easy button and this guy had a webinar. <laughs> okay. Here's, oh, here's the webinar. You ready? Mm. It's called Rapid List Building for Accelerated Hyper Growth. What oh. the hell does that even mean? Okay. But I started listening to it and, you know, it's, it's all the it's principles added. to, it's all the principles to, you know, just 
grow your audience and, and all this stuff. And there's this part of me that thinks what he just said makes sense. I feel like that could grow my audience, but mm-hmm. I feel like I would be just, it feels like you're the artist, you're the musician who just completely sells out. Like, I feel like I would be, I would feel dirty to use that tactic. And so you're in business, you're an online business. How do you do stuff that you can still feel like you can do with integrity and make money. You know, I feel like that's that's the big that's what I want to talk to you about on the show. That's well, been my big struggle is like I feel like the only way to actually make the money is to as you just said, wrap it all in in shit and douchebaggery. Yeah, you know? I I struggle I struggle just as much uh, as you do on this. Um a couple things. Okay, when you look at the things that I make, would you say that they have integrity that they're they're not douchey? Yes, I would. No, but I mean, like, do you see, do you sense the douchiness in it, though? No, I don't. I I, th- I think, like, personally, Fizzle, I, I, if you're talking about Fizzle, that community and that product, I've told people before, I've only ever joined one kind of, quote, community, whatever you want to call it, and it's it's Fizzle, and I probably don't take as much advantage of it as I should, but I pop in there every now and then, and I don't, I don't get any, because that's your whole pitch, is, you know, we'll, you know, we'll teach you online business without the 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 douchebaggery and the online marketing bullshit you know ridiculous you know stuff that makes you want to just scream and and I definitely get that sense from you and what you put out so I feel like you've you've succeeded in some way um, in doing that so how are you struggling with that like are well, you struggling me, it, with that it, with fizzle yeah yeah for me it does feel I it, it does it does feel douchey I I, I every uh, I wrote a thing recently on Ice to the Brim, and I, like I asked the question: Is creative fulfillment in a career even possible? Yeah, um, is this even doable? And and like, let me see if this whole. So I'm reading. I I'm, I absolutely love old school old advertising. I've been reading a, a fascinating book called The Mirror Makers, which is just a history of advertising, and it's it's dense and hard to get through a bit. But um, if you have any sort of penchant for this stuff, it's it's just delicious. It's so good. Yeah, and. Uh, I, there's so many theories and, and different ways of, of looking at advertisement. Like, like there's one guy called, um, you know, Ogilvy, right? Yeah. You, you've got Ogilvy and people know that name. There's another guy called Rosser Reeves. There's another guy called Walter J. Thompson or Thomas. Um, there's a lot of these kinds of guys and they kind of had like, some of them are very similar and some of them are very different. One of my favorite is Howard Gossage. And now that's in the sixties, sixties, everything changes in advertising. Um, most of the books you'll find on advertising are just about the sixties and the creative revolution of it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but before then, like just going all the way back, dude, it, I just learned so much about the, just the shittiness of humanity. Um, and, and how much of a slave we all are to, to the things that we buy and, and the things that we believe they say about us. But outside of that, um, I just want to, I just want to throw in there that I, I totally, absolutely get what you're saying because I, I even, yeah, I went, uh, you know, I went on this second to last episode of the Gently Mad. I went on this huge rant for 20 minutes about what's the whole point of everything and then I thought, huh, I maybe, oh, you I did. Well, I, I thought maybe I should, yeah, it's thanks to you recommending your stupid podcast to get me all off track. But I, so um, easy, so I thought, <laughs> I thought, you know, maybe I will go on the fizzle forums that I, I don't take advantage of that often and actually uh, talk about this and see if anyone else 
feels the same way. And, and I basically said in there, um, I wrote a paragraph that kind of summarizes it all. I said, maybe I should just stop trying to find meaning in my work. Maybe I should just give up, go work a job, whatever it is, McDonald's, Smoothie King. I don't care. Just work a job that pays my bills. Stop trying to find meaning in my work and find it elsewhere. But the problem with that is I know I would hate it because I hate employment and I'm not good at employment. And all the things I'm good at are the things that I struggle to make money with unless I wrap them in webinars and courses and eBooks and all this, you know, stuff that feels so disingenuous. So, so yeah, that's the point. It's like, you know, like you just said, you, is it, is there, is it even possible to find meaning and purpose in your work? It's something I struggle with all the time. For me, uh, I have I, in this post I wrote, I, uh, I have this little. Uh, basically, there I, I, I present these two different views of uh, of advertising at the time. This is one guy, Rosser Reeves. He was like, I mean, silly that he's got my last name. Funny, <laughs> like to your point, this guy Rosser Reeves. All right, he's the, when you read about fifties advertising and theories of advertising, you're like, he's the villain. He is the fucking mm. villain. He's the guy that came up with some of the most powerful advertising in in that whole decade um one of which being melting your mouth not in your hand right things like that these little taglines that and then his whole theory was it does it's not supposed to be good get your stupid fucking artist nature out of here one of the what is his quote here um uh Actually, said Reeves, advertising is a science like engineering with some incidental aesthetic potential, but essentially a tool, an instrument uh, of commerce firmly grounded in practical matters. At all costs, ad men should avoid the most, quote, dangerous word of all in advertising, originality, an aesthetic conceit deadly to maintaining a proper USP, unique selling proposition. Um is that true, though? I mean, do, listen do you to really... this. Listen, well, listen to this. Then uh, he keeps keeps going in this book. Uh, like Ross Reeves, this other guy, Marion Harper, denied that advertising was an art, not because he meant to denigrate advertising, but because he had some sense of what real art amounted to. He quotes, uh, what the audience receives from advertising is all important, he explained. This is not the character of the creative arts in which the artist's inspiration is paramount and in which there can be indifference to the audience response. Um, that's a, from a guy called Marion Harper. So what we're talking about here is, is a couple different things. Uh, it's a big bundle of, of, of thread all knotted together because we're talking about our <laughs> own creative fulfillment. Yeah. We're talking about uh, meaning in a seemingly ex- exceedingly meaningless life. Uh, we're talking about uh, just trying to, to you know, stay alive and find reasons to stay alive. Yeah. Um, we're talking uh, like all of that, like personal. Uh, yeah, there's so stuff. many levels that are tied into this. I, I realize yeah. it's a difficult, there's no answer. There's no, but part of me feels like that's a good thing for us. There's a good, it's a good thing that there's no answer, that, that there's no step one, step two, step three to successful happiness, meaning business on online or whatever, because if there were, or I mean, the fact that there's not, gives us an advantage because the fact that there's not means the majority of people aren't going to do the hard work necessary to figure it out. So those of us that are willing to do that have a greater chance of success. I think. Yeah. I don't know. It's, 
It's a big, it's a big shit pile, Adam. Here's one, here's one image. I wrote about this on the blog that I find helpful. I'm going to read it to you here. I say, I'm a big fan of Louis C.K. I love his comedy. I love his rambly path to success. And yeah. I think I'm learning to see the calculation in his and in other successful comedians' acts. And the one image I have that sort of like in my mind, this fantasy that helps me hold this question in balance is this. I picture Louis C.K. as the head of a newspaper company. He's every yelling, cigar chomping guy in every Superman comic or movie <laughs> about a newspaper, right? Yeah. He normally says things like, this is shit. And I need that piece yesterday, Scott. <laughs> he's that guy, uh, except he's Louis C.K. Uh, one day I break down in his office. I just break down. I, I say to him, I got into this racket to tell the truth, but all the people seem to want is this bullshit we keep selling them. The anger gives way in me to a kind of creative brokenheartedness, and Louis recognizes it. He sits down behind his, desks, uh, his desk, opens the top drawer, hands me a cigar, lights it for me. He says, you know how long I've been here, kid? 28 <laughs> years next month. <laughs> Here's what I've learned. You've got to give them what they want. Appeal to their shit nature because it feels good to them to push those bruises and pick those scabs. They love it. Get good at that shit, kid, because you got to give them what they want. So they'll read enough to find what they need. Surprise them with it. Their gross reality, our depravity and selfishness, the ways we all fool ourselves. You got to wrap it in shit so they'll stick around long enough to maybe, just maybe, get a nugget of truth in there between the shovels of shit. I need your piece on my desk by 3 p.m. Get out of here. And I say that last bit said with more than a little father-son fondness. <laughs> that's my own fantasy so I can say what I fucking want to. Uh, do you believe that though? Honestly? I don't know. That's the one image that I've got that sort of guides me right now because here's the very specific nature of the things that we're talking about is we're talking about creating a, our own self-employed sort of business uh, which is essentially like slamming together two very different things. One is being a creator of things and the other is being a builder of community or, or a networker or a, uh, a marketer or a advertiser, right? These two right. very different things. And we try to slam them together because we have the tools to do this now on the internet, don't you know it? And uh, and hope to God that we can at both times make things that are good, honest, true, real, valuable, uh, like trustworthy, and clickable, shareable, readable, tweetable, you know, these that, kinds of things. That's your point with the Ross Reeves stuff that we were talking about before, is that he's saying that um, that's not possible. These are two different worlds, and they can't and not, be and well, I think what, what he's... What he's to be more accurate, he's saying, like, that's not advertising. To make good things is an advertising. Advertising is a tool to sell products. The irony here being, uh, Rosser Reeves was a phenomenal, like, you look at him and you hate the way he looks. He looks just like what that quote sounded like from him. But yeah. guess what? He wrote science fiction in his spare time, a bunch of poetry. He was an enormously creative person. He organized the very first collection of U.S. people to tour Europe or to tour Russia and play chess against people. He wrote a book on uh, on on playing pool on the ninety nine essential shots in playing pool. With so, a, so with he's a, not he's not just a douchebag, is what you're saying? A marketing, dude, you know, I, moron. Every, I've read a lot of books on advertising, and every one of them, it's been very easy to just mark Ross Reeves as the villain. Yeah. Right. But this one in the Mirror Makers, where you get to learn a little bit more about his backstory and what he was actually doing on the outside. He came from his dad was a very pious religious uh, preacher, and he was Rosser was just this enormous intellect. He wanted to to experience more things. He wanted to try new stuff. He wanted to challenge things. He wanted to change things. Right. Yeah. So there's this phenomenal. Uh, 
like both of these things are existing in him too. And it seems to be that he says, what is advertising for? He decides in his head, what is advertising for? And then makes it that finds time elsewhere to do the other things. I ask myself all the time, I have a blog and podcast, both of which are very successful over at fizzle, right? We have a lot of people coming to that blog every single day. Yeah. And it's, I'm not writing there for my own good anymore, and I have to come to terms with that. All my success up to this point, everything that's got me to where I am, has come from the rambling way of trying things I wanted to try, doing things I felt like doing, doing, scratching my own itch, writing my own stuff, going through a deep sort of existential crisis or, or brokenheartedness and writing about it until it makes sense, right? That's what got me to where I am now. But now I'm on top of this pile of, uh, of, uh, of people who are all trying to do that. And I have a much louder speaker. I have a much bigger audience and I'm struggling with, um, that idea that what got us here won't get us there because what I want to do is I want to help people who want to be self-employed, right? right. This is, it sounds like, it seems like I'm just trying to keep this problem going in, uh, and infinitum or something like that, <laughs> make more people have this same fucked up conversation. Yeah. But I, what I want to do is I want to help people find, you know, creative fulfillment, help them find self-employment, self-autonomy, do these things that we're all dreaming of doing because your security from your Google job or from your corporate job or from your this, that, and the other is a myth, just like any other myth about security. Exactly. No, right? I, tot- so- I totally get it. And that's, that's exactly what I want to do too. I feel, I feel exactly the same way about that. Yeah, but, but the, the challenge here is that, is that in order to do that, I have... I, I am in a position where I can reach so many people, and so I feel sort of compelled to reach people with things that they feel like reading, like 99 cat, hole, cat buttholes that look like Spider-Man or something like that, and then surprise them, uh, influence right. them, little ways by little ways towards a greater sense of, what if I didn't look just for the easy button? What if I wasn't trying to hyper-growthize my list and instead was trying to build something valuable in a sustainable business? Right. You know, so what if I, instead all that stuff, right? Well, I, I just want to push back a little bit because I, I don't feel like this is, for some people, maybe it's an effort to look for the easy button. I certainly have been looking for the easy button in the past, but I don't think the desire to, as you said, find something true and meaningful and purposeful and matterful to use your own words and, and somehow make a living from that is necessarily looking for the easy button, but it sounds like what you're saying is that the only way to do that is to package that true and matterful thing in the, the, the language of the webinars and the newsletters and the lists and the opt-ins and the, you know, lead magnet bullshit, you know, uh, it, it sounds like that's what you're saying, that the only way to make money from something that's true and meaningful is to, you know, package it and all the shit we're trying to get away from. No, that's that. I mean, I, 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 I'm not saying that, actually. I'm saying there is some degree of that sort of stuff you can employ to do the things that you want to do. We all get to make the decision. I mean, I could, uh, if I had my druthers, I'd make my living serving art, uh, artists and designers, right? Teaching them how to, how to make it. Just them. Just designers. Why? Because why? Why? designers have good taste. Well, then why don't you do that? Design well because I'm in. A, I'm in. A, we're in a situation to create a, a much bigger brand that could stand right next to a Mailchimp and a Squarespace. That's what it looks like in my dreams, at least, right? And because what I am doing actually really is rich and fulfilling, and we are talking to lots and lots of designers because we're doing it in a very designery way, right? Yeah. Uh, but not the blog. 
that I feel like, and not the podcast. The bummer for me is, really, if you want to see the, the scene of transfer, here's a copywriting tip for you if you want to get douchey, pal. Um, <laughs> picture the scene of either your greatest, your, your, your prospect's greatest struggle, like the biggest pain, or the moment of transfer, transformation. Right. Right? So for me, the scene of struggle is trying to put a fucking headline on a podcast. Yeah. Here I am having a real honest to God conversation. It's rambly and it's good and there's true honest bits in it and it's funny, it's interesting and it's boring and it's all those things that our podcast episodes are. And I have to put a headline on it because we've seen time and time again how that's the number one indicator of whether this thing gets listened to or not. Yeah. That's that in, in some ways that feels like the law of nature. That's what I'm that's what I'm I'm wailing against, right? And trying to come to terms with is that not and and the, the the thing is the only reason why this stuff feels douchey to me is because my taste and my experience on the web is from a different point of view right to other people that is not douchey that is interesting to vast majority of people that is not douchey well that's, that's the only way you got my attention that's the, okay so that's the problem okay so here here's what has led up to this show the, the, the new Gently Mad, since I only have one name that I can name things, apparently. TMGM. Um, all right. <laughs> so this is what's led up to this show, is that, you know, I, I can do a business, okay? Trust me. I'm not, Well, don't trust me, but I, I know the steps and the strategies. And I had this plan. I decided, you know what? Fuck meaning and purpose and all that shit. I'm just going to make some money, okay? And so I came up with this whole plan, and I, I'm still positive that it would have worked, you know, but then I start thinking about it and I realize that why do that? Why just add more noise? Like what you're saying is to those people, it doesn't sound ridiculous and douchey and meaningless, but to me, it's just more noise. It's just more of the same thing that everyone else is putting out there. And so I decided, what do I really want to do? What do I really feel like I have to say? And when I figure out what that is, I don't think there's a way to make money from that. And that's what leads me to the position of, well, maybe I just, you know, I have to find meaning somewhere else. You know, well, maybe it's not possible. I also, I also see you, you have to understand who you are and what and how you're different from a John Lee Dumas and a uh, yeah. Pat Flynn and a Chase Reeves and all these other things. And I have to do the same exact thing, Adam. And who you are, you, you like I said earlier, you're that enthusiastic uh, uh, man boy. <laughs> who, who really is fascinated with the things you're full of, of, of ideal and, and discovery and you're, and you're enthusiastic about things. You're like a friar tuck, right? You, you, Why you are could, all, all, all your images of me are either little, fat, bald, high pitched. I mean, it's all negative, man. My feelings are, are very fragile in this moment. Uh, come on, look in the mirror, pal. Friar tuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Sorry. saying they're not true. I'm saying you don't have to point them out I'm so kidding. well. No, okay? but what I mean by that is like, think about him. Like, like look, there's no way you can tell me you don't look at, you don't look at Friar Tuck's life and go, fuck, I wish I had it like good. You know, he makes beer. He passes it around. He, uh, he helps take care of people who can't take care of themselves when he can. He's got his own struggles, but he's like, this is my lot in life. Um, what, if, I think part of me wonders if there's not a way for us to, to aim a hell of a lot smaller. A ton, ton, ton smaller. This is always my advice for people who are starting out. For people who are starting out, it's like, okay, find, become an apprentice. Go work under someone that you admire the way they do business, no matter what industry they're in. You'll learn so much. If you just do that for a year and a half, 
you're 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 going to be you're going to have learned three years of stuff in a year and a half. Right. Okay. Uh, so go watch how someone else that you admire does it. Then, uh, when you do go out on your own, have a nine to five job, and then pick a very very specific thing. You know, the douche word for this is niche. Um, but what I really like to think about it is is like you remember being like like a fan of bands and like going to high school and I was wearing all these hardcore and punk bands, bands that like literally nobody in my school had ever heard of before. But for me, they were every Thursday night at yeah. the bomb shelter in Oakland or that was like, uh, I got to open for one of my favorite bands, turmoil and do a little West coast tour with them. Like that, that was my life, right? There was about 1500 people in, in the West coast of America where who would resonate with that? It's an incredibly small market as things go. But if I if I could just keep my sights set on that and serve there, regardless, you know, sir, I feel like. The, by the way, beware of anybody who says like I like to serve these people, I like to help these people, I like to this, that, and the other. That's why I love so much about Roderick on the line is is Merlin and, and John Roderick are always just just like no one oh, does. we're helping so many people. That's we're the thing. So it's people. it's it's such bullshit. I mean, no, but it, we do. It, I mean, listen, you, I could send you, I could right now forward about. 250 emails that I have saved from Fizzle members who are just like, I just got one today who said, hey fuckers, because one of our email addresses is heyfuckers at fizzle.com. <laughs> said, hey fuckers, you fuckers just gave my kids back their dad. Yeah. I started Fizzle in January to give myself nine months before I quit my job to try to recreate that much income on the side. Since then, I've started two businesses. One of them is doing $10,000 a month. And another one of them is the first in its class of like collect connecting uh, camp counselors together to help them with their own businesses. And I'm working with a team that I just admire and respect so much. I'm so excited. I work half my week and the other half I'm, I'm a dad. Same thing with my wife. She's doing the same thing as a doula, uh, putting all those things together. He's like, you fuckers did a better job than, than you probably I know. I, I I I totally get that because I, I when I, I know I said no one is really trying to help people. I mean, obviously, present company excluded. I think you really are. I think you are no, earnest no, as well. People do, people do but, want to do that, but then but, we hide behind that. Listen, nobody who's doing bad shit out there. Hitler thought he was helping people. The we the way we we confuse we confuse ourselves, the way we fool ourselves. I put that line in that. Louis C.K. bit because I feel like that is the most important thing. Every person at Procter & Gamble who's on in charge of some fucking, you know, uh, not-for-profit arm of Procter & Gamble that's just about putting out pro thing billboards yeah. and shit about why kids should brush their teeth, even though we've only been brushing our teeth for the last hundred years of our <laughs> fucking existence, yeah. you know, and they're just like, oh, two times a day for two minutes. Otherwise, you're going to die a miserable, horrible death. Like, no, of course that's owned by Procter & Gamble. And yeah. of course, those people on that team think they really are changing the world. And God bless them. You know, but this is this is the nature of like we do think we're what? we're helping each other, but beware of when you find yourself saying that shit. Beware of when you hear other people saying it, because we're all fooling ourselves on some level, right? But there is but but fundamentally there has to be that value. There has to be that help. You have to be solving someone's problem. And the best times for especially for guys like you and me, Adam, it, the best ideas are always gonna come from when we're scratching our own itch. We're scratching yeah. the itch we had five years ago or two years ago or something. No, I I, I get it because I, I don't have 250 of those emails. I have 20 of those emails, but and I got one today as well from someone saying, um, your your conversation, whatever it was, podcast, whatever, um, just was so meaningful to me, and it, it really made me feel you know all these things, you know all these good things, yeah. and of course that makes me feel good and special. But at the same time, I say. 
well, so what? How do I? How, who? I mean, I'm glad yeah, that it was helpful. Put those emails yeah. on the other. I'm glad that it was helpful. I want to be helpful, but but, but I don't know how to make money from being helpful, and totally. I have a family to support, and that's the struggle. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's like, let's just take this conversation, this podcast as an example. If I wanted to really make money from this podcast, um, we would have ended it 10 minutes ago. I would have had a set of questions that asked you about Mid- how you started fizzle. Ads. Yeah. And I would ask you about how you started fizzle, how you leveled up, what was your failure? You know, what's your best resource? You know, what's your tips yeah. for people who want to do what you do? Keep you it under 30 none minutes. Of, none of the biggest podcasts in the world are like that. By the way, have you noticed that? Like absolutely zero. All, uh, all of the biggest entrepreneurial podcasts are oh, yeah. like that. But, but the, the biggest... Like, the, that, like our friend, uh, our mutual friend, Donald Miller, he used to tell me uh, fairly often that that I need to stop reading business books and start reading like things about Thomas Jefferson right. and Benjamin Franklin and like Heraclitus or something like that because we get, we start choking on our own fumes in this little bubble that, yeah. that, that we call business podcast. But hold on, going back to... Uh, well, let me, let me, okay, I'm going to interrupt you because you talk too much. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so I going talk too much, to, but I just... <laughs> okay, so real quick, going back to helping people, there's a thing, there's a saying in the running community uh, of which I'm a novice member that if you don't, if, you, if you're asking yourself if you're a runner or not, because there's some people who run a hundred fucking miles, right? There's some people that run 200 fucking miles on a stretch. There's some people that run a mile in sub four minutes or something like that. There's some people that run. So how am I going to, how am I going to put on a couple of Nikes and say, I'm a fucking runner when these people run around. But the saying in the community is if you run, you're a runner. And I would like to say to you and to all of us and to say to fucking myself, if you get that goddamn email from someone who, who reaches out from their own fucking isolation and says, Hey, thank you for doing that thing. It mattered to me. And guess what? You're doing it right. And you got to stop I, for a second. Stop the thrashing. Stop the, stop the, you know, like, you know, the craziness and the fucking insecurity for a moment. And you, cause you're going to be the last person on earth who's going to be able to understand what that means and the importance of that statement and, and what, what that says about your quote unquote classification or what you've achieved or your success or this, that, and the other. And I think if you go deeper into that, you're li- more likely to end up in something that, uh, that is both creatively fulfilling and potentially paying some bills and, versus like looking at all the strategy coming to the top down, all the strategies for the fucking Frank kerning yourself out and, and then, and then trying to find a way to help people through that. But right. I know that problem really, really well, Adam. Well, I, I 100% resonate with you because we know enough to know what it takes to get big. And so every idea, everything, even though we can help 10 people here and 25 over there and 190 over there, we know that it's still not going to be enough to put money on the table right. uh, or food in our in And our that's, that's what I'm saying back to the podcast thing is that, you know, if I really wanted to make money from this, that's that's what it would have been. But I feel like that's just adding more noise, more of the same out there. This kind of conversation feels meaningful feels like it's 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 worthwhile having but this is not the kind of conversation that people want to pay to hear is what yeah, i'm trying think to think about if you grew an audience around this conversation which uh, i don't want to be the one to have to tell you this but you have i know okay. i have so but it's and, not and think about not, if you could do that and then and then how you can get these real honest genuine like interested searching fucking guttural people you're you got you got them together Right. Yeah. So, you know, so there's a couple models for this. Right. One of them is 
You guys are struggling with this shit. I struggle with this shit. I've started using this product. It helps me. They're giving you a discount for anyone who listens to the show. Use this coupon code and it'll help with your personal finances, with your email design, with your fucking websites, with your masturbation habits, which I'm sure you struggle (laughs) with just as much as me, all of you. Ladies included. I don't don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Flashlights and stuff like that is something you can find never. on the Joe Rogan show. I'm still really never heard of that. I don't know what you're. I'm about. super yeah. curious about him. Um, <laughs> what was that be like? I mean, do you like move your hand or do you just like do you move your body? That's what I'm really concerned with. Like, is there a way? I don't know. Does does it talk to? Does it look as interest? Like, I always want it to look really interested. That's my dream. Is that like somehow this thing is is, is affirming me on that? that level of my of my soul's needs i I don't think it's gonna happen the funny thing about being on your show is always like i have i just i it's mostly i'm just talking to you and there's there's a weird energy that comes in because there is an audience out there but uh but but i'm really not protecting (laughs) protecting myself and which is which is a blast which is like i wish i could live like that every single day and i i often i mean i try to do you feel but like you, you, you protect yourself on Fizzle and on the within yeah. the Fizzle brand? Because yeah, well, when I listen to that show, you 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 come across just as manic and crazy as you always do. Oh no, I, I definitely protect myself there. But I mean, just just like a couple of the threshold frequencies. So what just you're like, saying is you don't give a shit about my my business or community or no, anything. You're I'm just saying, saying that this is the only place that feels like home. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I'm I'm literally making a gamble that there's people out there who won't say, who won't call me a racist, bigot, misogynist asshole for saying this shit because I hope it doesn't sound like, I hope it doesn't feel like that. No, it, it doesn't. But it, it, it again, you know, that's always my fear is that is that something gets completely misconstrued and oh, I get yeah. I, I always I always stick my foot in my mouth. Politically incorrect. I you know, if one of my other shows, it's just. That's all it is, is me making jokes acts, and, and, and people in the chat room saying, OMG, this is so offensive. And then I feel bad. So, um, no, I, I get that. But I mean, I don't know. That's 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 where, you know, I agree that there is a community here. The fact that those people do email me and I appreciate I don't want to in any way and say that. Oh, whatever. Stop emailing me. I those emails are what uh, make me feel like okay, maybe I should just keep doing this because it's helping someone. But again, the, the the struggle is, you know, I have to pay the bills. So, uh, and I don't know how to pay the bills doing something that I feel like is worthwhile. So it's almost like I guess I just got to go get a job. Well, that it makes I, me I don't think care a about. Things. It you makes know? me think a couple things. I mean, the closest thing I've seen to a formula is like kind of some lean startup stuff. That in terms of a formula that I actually kind of kind of dig, so what you have here uh, uh, to make a, a molehill out of a mountain is is like say you you've done this work you've created an audience you put this thing out you've consistently put out episodes you've you've gathered a, a, an audience around a sort of topic of of creative fulfillment earning a living um, creative people that we all admire doing these sorts of things. I remember being like, uh, I don't know what episode was I on the uh, on the first he, gently mad. It was like uh, twenty something. Yeah, you were you were in the middle basically. And I remember seeing like a bunch of of faces of like my heroes up above me, like going like yeah. like these little black and white faces, and I'm just like, oh my god, I get to be on this show, right? So you faked me out. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's that's saw- what I hear from everyone. They're always like, I had a conversation with someone the other day, and he's like, I always thought you were just like this web celebrity, and I'm like, man, I got to stop talking to people. I'm just I'm ruining any reputation yeah, I have are. here. You're ruining it. <laughs> but like, th- think about this. You you've got here's here's what what it makes me think of. In Fizzle, 
with, with, with our audience and with, with my own fucking creative nightmare, like my, my, my shitty depression and mania, like, and, and the thrashing that I do in my own life, what, what is the most dangerous thing, uh, is, is to lose track of, of who my audience is and what they actually struggle with. And the best way that I know to get back on track is just to set up a bunch of calls with them. Uh, or listen, like, so Barrett, our, our, uh, sort of, uh, community manager, he did these series of case studies, these like hour and a half conversations with people, uh, within the community and just like, okay, let's talk about where your business is right now. Where did you start? What got you interested in this whole do my own business thing? How has fizzle helped all this stuff? Like I get to listen to those and you just hear humans again. Yeah. You hear humans, you hear real honest to God struggles. You hear yourself, you hear the thing you stand for, you hear, um, the, the bits that, that you, that you forgot about. Right. So it, it, it I mean, if you wanted a fucking tip or trick here, pal, if you want to hack, you want a life hack here for when you're, when you're creatively, when you're a creative miscreant floating around the, uh, <laughs> the Dude, ether yeah. give, struggling give me, for purchase. Uh, g- g- give me like the, give me the, the, the Tim Ferriss, you know, neuro yeah, psycho, yeah. you know, whatever, uh, four <laughs> right, steps to success. Gonna is, I'm going to send you some fish oil pills. All right. <laughs> and then some polytronic, uh, electronic pulse, uh, <laughs> anal synthesizers that, uh, will pulse violently and awaken the nervous system. All oh, the nerve man. endings there at your uh, at your old blowhole, but <laughs> but what you could do. Uh, so this is apparently this is, according to Tony Robbins, it's like a four thousand dollar like ice ice chronic bath thing. Yeah. So I, maybe I, that's I, what I need. Don't think I didn't immediately go like get interested in that because I actually take <laughs> cold baths after every run, uh, like which has gotten super cold. This has gotten cold out of <laughs> and I used to end. This is a fucking super pro tip. All right, Shh, don't tell anybody. Right. This is for anybody who's married out there. You know, you've been married for a while. You got to keep the juices flowing. Getting in bed, stop. Take a shower, hot shower, regular, do the thing. Finish it off with about a minute or two under just cold water, upper back, because it's the only thing that you can take. And what's essential here is some uh, some water pressure. You need some water pressure because you need that like kind of like that that rough pain. You want to be roughed up a little bit because if your water if your cold water is just dribbling on you, sort of. <laughs> Like just grossly, then yeah. it's not going to work. But you get out of that. You're just like, hoo, hoo, hoo. you're in there. Just take it as long as you can take it. Eventually, it starts to kind of like be doable. Turn it off. Dry off. Get in your pajamas. Jump into bed. And guess what's going to happen? Your mind that's been spinning up all day, moving those little tiny fingers where we used to swing axes and clubs and fucking move like trees and, and dead animals and stuff. Instead, nowadays, our mind just moves our little fingertips and yeah. clicks our little mouse and we go like, oh, this is good. Oh, that's not good. Oh, I heard that's a good book. Oh, wait, I fit in with these people. Oh, I don't fit in with those people. Oh, I wish I was cooler, right? Instead of all that shit, what yeah. happens is your mind descends into the body and goes, holy fucking shit, everything is tingly. I forgot all about my body. This is feeling kind of good. You snuggle up next to your spouse and you go like, this is feeling kind of good. <laughs> All right. You see where I'm going there? I do see where you're going. And then nine months later, you have another mouth to feed, which brings us back to the whole point of the show. And you've done it expertly. <laughs> Cynicism is truly a work of art. I know. I know. I, 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 I fight. I, I don't want to be cynical. You know, I don't want to be a snob anymore. I want to be earnest. I want to I embrace I, earnestness. I I feel the same and I, 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 I can feel my own milk curdling. Um, and my superpower is uh, jo- joyful exuberance, discovery, creativity. On the Enneagram, I'm a seven. Like I am, uh, and I'm an unhealthy seven right now. Uh, I am uh, thrashing about 
searching and searching and searching, feeling trapped in my everyday life, feeling trapped in the things I do every day uh, and, and wanting that new stuff. And, it's, and it's, it makes me think on un- unhealthy things. Um, and the way past that is fucking meditation. God damn it. I wish I did that more. Shit. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't want to turn it into steps and practicality and all that, but I mean, I think that's what we're all doing. So, I mean, how do you handle that? How so do you deal me, with that? So here's, here's like a, 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 the closest thing to a proven process that I would say to you would be, you've got a bunch of people in this audience. If, if about 20 or 30 of them would make themselves available to you in an hour long conversation, 45 minutes, maybe uh, Skype calls. You just record them, you listen, you record them and you listen back to them and you take notes through them. Okay. And you're asking them, where are you at right now? Well, how did you get into this? Uh, what, what do you, what do you wish you had? What has been some of the major struggles that you're dealing with right now or over the last year? If you could just hear the voices of the people, the real people with the real stuff, instead of going, you know, into your fictitious little fantasy mind palace where you're close friends with Louis CK, like I do, <laughs> you could, you, you could well, go into it's, the it's Mark Marin for me, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. You go, don't, you don't want to be friends with Marin. You go into the real world. Oh, I would love to, but. No, you don't. No, it's not that. It's not, I've, I've just from someone who knows nothing about the guy except for having sat across from him for an hour and a half. It's uh, like I re- I got real disillusioned real fast. Really? Yeah, just because I, you just, it's, he's a real guy. He's got his own fucking life. He's extremely fucking different than you and me. And, uh, you know, he. Well, I think like, what, I think what attracts us to these people like Mark Marin and Louis C.K. is that they, at least whether it's an act or not, they come across as just bleeding, just spilling it out all over the world. And that's the only thing they know how to do. And, and we identify with that. Yeah, but you also don't, I mean, the, 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 the hard thing is the more I, I kind of geek out about call, comedy, the more you see the artifice. And every, there's artifice in, in everything, in every, yeah. in every monologue, in, every, in everything. Marin, Marin's an, a pro. And, and that's, now I'm starting to appreciate the proness of it. Yeah. Right? So you don't get on stage because you have something to say. You get on stage because you have something honed. You're a machine. You know how to do this. And your skill might be crowd work and in the moment stuff. And all this stuff, and you got to, and, and that's another piece of honed machinery. Yeah, uh, you know, and and just like that, that's the thing. All of these things, we, you and I are dreaming about a thing that doesn't feel like a job, but everything is a job. Everything turns into a job in the end. Your 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 marriage, your the love of your life, right? How many moments have have you gone like, oh fuck, this is so tedious, right? Equally, at, at least as many moments as, you, as you've been like, this is so goddamn amazing, right? Yeah. How many, and you could, I, you could just turn everything, anything that you love into, a, into just a job if you, if you associate it with getting paid for it. Um, and that's this, that's this real so, sickly sweet sort of thing, but that's what it's like. That's, I mean, should unless we not you do want that? to- should we, I guess that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, I mean, you're saying that you're, you're finding- the fulfillment you're finding, even though you're struggling with it, like you feel like what you're doing at Fizzle and what you're getting paid to do is meaningful and has purpose. Um, but for those for those of us who aren't there, you know, um, what it's yeah. I mean, if it, there's that fear, if I try to make money from this, then it's just it's going to turn into every well, other thing I've had. You I know? just think I I, I think it, that's our lot in life. Yeah, that's it. That's our lot in life. And so the best thing we could do is try to not swing the pendulum too far in one way or the other. I yeah. don't think there is such a thing as balance. I just think it's like I'm, uh, I'm at the bottom of the pendulum. I'm, on, I'm, far, I'm far over to this side now. Now I'm on the mania side. Yeah. Right. And, and you try to, you try to just balance that, get used to yourself, watch, like get used to like, oh, wow, I'm very happy and I'm sort of energetic and have tons of ideas right now. Oh, I recognize the mania. 
Because guess what? I just came from two or three weeks of, of sort of a depressive sort of everything's meaningless and yada, yada, yada. Now yeah. I can say these things and they don't feel as terrible uh, as they as they did last week. Uh, but in, in another, you know, whatever year or two weeks or whoever knows what, they'll be in another state. Right. Yeah. Uh, and and so we're, we're just these slaves to our to our brain chemistry. And that's the game we're in. That's the game we're in. And so. For me, I was running, and I and I in Portland. There's a there's a I think like most cities, there's a magazine that the that, that is passed out by the homeless people here called Street Roots, um, and I was I was running on this trail, and there was all these homeless people sort of uh, camped out in there, vagrants, uh, yeah, mis- miscreants, uh, <laughs> all along the trail, and I thought to myself, you know, there's 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 not an inch of my body that doesn't kind of like really want to do that in some ways, just like leave everything and just go. Uh, go be free, you know, with nothing but my own desire and uh, throwing myself on the, on the uh, charity of someone else uh, and hope to God I can get a Chipotle burrito at some point this week, right? <laughs> yeah. um, find some day-old bagels and all this stuff, right? I'm not trying to make light of, the, of what it's like to be homeless, but, but that is, that, I, I think of, of, of that and go like, you know what, I'd be the best little street roots passer outer that they'd ever seen. Right. And what if I could just be satisfied with that in my email right now? I have a a, (laughs) I use the drafts app like any like any self-respecting human uh, to send myself little emails or like to things to remember or to send stuff straight to Evernote. This is literally the one thing that I sent to myself in my email right now that I haven't yet promised processed. What is big? Maybe where I am is fine. (laughs) Yeah, and that I God, I know. I just feel like it's just the fucking the secret of the fucking universe is in that thing right now. I bet, I bet. I can't feel it. I can't sense it. I could, I just have this this hunch that that's where it is. What is big? What is fucking big, Adam? What is going to be big enough for you? What it, maybe what you have right now is enough. Maybe you making websites for clients who don't know who can't tie their own fucking shoelaces on the web uh, because we all wear shoes on the web uh, <laughs> maybe just just helping local plumbers in your area put up a, a, a simple Squarespace website with a fucking phone number on it uh, is sat- could be satisfactory maybe you could look at that because this is what I think I think the secret of this is I mean I'm an idiot I'm listen to me ramble on this thing and just thrash as much as anybody I'm an idiot but my hunch is that the secret of this whole life stuff is not about getting somewhere it's about being satisfied with with the, the the lowest common denominator. I think I used to look at the Jesus and the Gandhi and say, "Oh, oh, what discipline! Oh, such oh, such marvelous, <laughs> you know, self assurance and discipline." Yeah. Uh, and now my hunch is more towards, uh, I guess, as I as I dabble in, in Buddhism, uh, as a, a just for fun, just 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 for fun. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, my my sense is more a little bit like maybe I've had. A, I've had some great meditation sessions with some, you know, MP3 guided meditation things. I got to make sure I turn off the 1.5 speed when I do that. <laughs> Otherwise, we're sort of missing the point. Um, yeah. But which is so it's such a funny moment every time. Um, but there's these moments, this 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 little this little bit of, of time where you get in there and and it's just like you you're proud of yourself. You uh, you're patient with yourself. And you're deeply, deeply satisfied. You're deeply satisfied. It's all right here. You've slowed the things down enough to go, holy shit. I've had this the whole time. I can't even take any credit for this. Life, staying alive, blood pumping, breath. I can't take any credit for this shit. And yet this is the biggest success of my entire life, being alive. Yeah. Right? Part of me thinks... 
and again, this is another thing that I can't really sense or feel. I just have this hunch that, that the secret to this whole thing is being satisfied, being grateful for, for where we are and what's going on. And how dumb and guru-y does that sound? But I'm just getting, I just, I'm starting to care less and less about being cool. No, I, I, I agree with you. That's, that's why I said way back at the beginning that part of it, part of me when I express these things feels like I'm being so, uh, it's just whining and I'm being so ungrateful because, you know, I do have so much that so many people would love to have, um, but it's just not what I want. So it's, yeah. it's, it's this constant struggle to find the thing I want and then make money off of that thing. And, you know, um, I don't know. I, I, that's, I, I don't know how, how you decide. It's like deciding to like, I don't know, broccoli, pick something you don't like, you know, you, you can't just decide you like it, you know? I mean, I don't know. How, how do you just decide to be satisfied? Like, I'm, I'm not sure it's if not that's a decision, possible. It's a or... discovery. Ooh, how about that? <laughs> Ooh, that's, that's good, man. Hi, I'm Chase Wardman-Reeves, and I am ready <laughs> to get inspired, you guys. Are you ready to discover the kinds of things that are, make you come alive? Are you ready to level up your life and business, mm-hmm. take it to the next level, achieve your dreams, Sit on the beach with your laptop and send out your little newsletter Hi, while you're drinking your I'm drink. I'm Chase, and I am drunk. This is my blog <laughs> post today. Please leave a comment. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, yeah I, 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 I do think, though, that it isn't a decision. It, 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 it's, a, it's not a work of becoming. It's a work of realiza- realizing what you already have. And that sounds super shitty, but I just, it's every, there's been a handful of these massive paradigm shift moments in my life. And some of them were in, when I was still very much a Jesus guy and what I've experienced of, of what I would call God's grace or or of God's presence or of what, what, what the dude is like or do that, what the, what the thing outside of time and space and gender and race is like, uh, and species, I guess. Um, it's, it's always been, like that sense that I had when I was, when I get into that meditative state, it's always you, like you couldn't make me love you more. If you tried, you couldn't be better off. If you tried you, you, I am enamored by you. And that is, that, that is the, the, and I, I picture God, uh, just sort of well, like, yeah, is this what you want to do? Let's try it out. Let's see what's going on. Like just knowing, yeah. knowing way too much. And, and so the thing that's at stake here is, is us needing things too bad, right? When you need the results too bad, too much, you, you, things, the, the, the creation of the thing loses it, it, it. There's this great quote I found in that same mirror makers book. Another Walter, uh, another advertising guy named Walter O'Meara, he says, in any creative form, when the externals become too important, the form becomes degenerate. Uh, and uh, all I can hear of when I, when I, all I can think when I hear that is, is, uh, <laughs> is this, in making a thing, if you're too concerned with how it will perform, the made thing will degenerate. Literally, yeah. degenerate. The creation is an act of generation, right? We're right. generating something from nothing. We're smashing these two molecules of, you know, whatever, white people and, and things they like together, right? And making a thing. Yeah. We're generating this thing. And when we're too concerned with the form of that thing, with the, or sorry, with the uh, externals, 
of that thing, which for me, I don't know what he means like, by that. But, like making money I, yeah, from it? I immediately go to how this thing will be received, whether it's clickable, whether it's going to get big or not. How big can this thing get? What is the bigness quotient of this thing? How do I hyper-growthize this list? Uh, the more I'm concerned with those things, the more degenerate my created things become, or the more my created things degenerate. And this is time after time, Adam. I see it every fucking time. And we got to stop needing so much of the bigness. And yet this is what, this is exactly what I do every day because, because yeah. this is what we do for a living. This is what it's like to be a publisher. That's why it's in a newspaper room that Louis C.K. is doing that is because, just because that's why, that's why the newspaper man is such an interesting theme throughout like American film and novel stuff. It's because these are the people who are controlling, you know, what you know about. Uh, yeah. And this is now we're all newspaper men. We're all media companies sharing what we think people should know about with our tweets and our fucking Google pluses or whatever and blog yeah. posts. But I don't know, man, I really don't know, but I know that it's possible to, to find moments of satisfaction uh, in this whole thing. And I know that, uh, that I'm doing a really bad job of being a dad and a worse job of being a husband. And I, those are two things that are very important to me and I want to fix. I'm sick of being a moody, broody little bitch about my work. Uh, I'm sick <laughs> yeah. of, of needing to bleed on the page um, and not having something to bleed or being too afraid that, that this blood thing will, uh, will not get the clicks that, it, that, it, that I think it deserves or needs. Um, because this is not new to us. This is not at all new to us, this, this problem of, of, of making things and staying sane through it. Yeah. Because, I mean, think about it, well, dude. If you made something really great, you feel like it deserves a lot of eyes. So it's yeah. this tension, this tension. Hey, I, I've got the secret to, to fucking cancer. I, got, I figured yeah. it out. I can untie that knot. That deserves to be seen. That deserves to be seen. Do everything in your power to get that seen. So those are the two dogs that fight in me. And I don't know at all which one's winning. But I think that the purpose and the point of this whole thing, because either one of them comes from too much of a small worldview on their own. So what if the whole game's about keeping those those two dogs fighting and living in that tension? Yeah. Maybe that's that's just it. As we and whether it's ping ponging back and forth, or we learn to just sort of like get sta uh, you know reach stasis of of those two things, sort of like pulling against each other. But that's always going to be a challenge. Well, the stuff about bleeding on the page and wanting people to click and not knowing if you have anything to bleed on the page or wishing you did or whatever, you know, all that stuff. I think for me, the only way to remove that pressure and just do it is to remove the money making pressure from it. And yeah. and that that's been the theme of this this the, the whole thing. And what I've been struggling with a lot lately is, again, you know, um, I just sometimes I wonder, is, is it possible to do that? To do the, that thing and or, and find that thing and and make money with it, or whether you know um, at, at, all the way back to Rosser, all these things, whether you know, I'm just trying to smash two things together that can't be smashed together. Yeah. You know, if I, if I try to make money from something, it will lose all those things I love about it. So it's not you know, just money, though. Like first of all, you and I have an unhealthy relationship to money, probably for different reasons, yeah. but we don't know what it means, and we don't know how to think about it. A lot of yeah. people in our, in our situation trying to deal with the same things have a much more healthy understanding of money, right? Yeah. We're just a couple dancing fucking whirling dervishes, you know, thinking that the secret <laughs> to life is just trying to keep spinning and spinning and spinning. And that, that's, that's not, 
It's not that, right? Um, yeah. So first of all, we have an unhealthy relationship with money, and I don't know how to fix that. But there's also more than money involved. You're thrashing about, uh, no, let me do it this way. What I see, Adam, is <laughs> you're a bit of thrashing about how do, how do I fit in? How do I be a success? And what is success to me? I don't know. What is creative fulfillment? I don't know. Maybe I could try a new drug and get high. <laughs> Sorry, that was me. Um, <laughs> I don't yeah. know why my my no, deep is super try, super druggy, but try, tried that. Uh, but doesn't doesn't help. Uh, that it much, does help so. me a little bit, but but regardless, <laughs> uh, <laughs> regardless though, there is more to this than just put it. That's like that's like that's a, another way we're fooling ourselves. We think it's all about putting money on the table, dude. You're making money, pal. You're making money doing a bunch of other stuff, and and you could do more if you saw if you saw what money was and how to use it and all this other stuff. Um, uh, but we're we're not. We we don't have that. And so part of it is is understanding more what money is, how to use it, what it, what it's what it's for, what it is for, right? And then and, and how it is how it is gettable. Uh, because what we want to yeah. do is we want to wrap our getting of money with a uh, an artistic sensibility that is fundamentally opposed to commercial endeavors, right? Exactly. So there's this, there's yeah. this incredible like reverse magnetism here. It's going to completely, uh, it, it can never work. You can never touch those two poles of the magnet together. That's, that's what I'm, that's what I've been trying to say is that I, I, I don't know if it's possible to mix those things. Well, no, but I, I, what I'm saying is it's, it's completely possible to mix those things. It's not possible for us to mix those things until we change that other, until we change the underlying belief system that is in fact a limiting source of our life. You know, but there's something that, <laughs> yeah. that we believe that is not true. That is not true yeah. about money. And that's what makes us thrash. Not just about money, but about status, about success, about, about uh, who we are and what we're here for, about how the world works, about uh, all of these sorts of things. You know, that, that, yeah. that's where, you know, the fantasy for me to be like a lumberjack and just fucking swing an axe all day is such a romance because uh, it's, it, you're dumb. You, you don't have to think about all this stuff. You know, it's not about fitting in. It's about sweat. But it, it is it is romantic because, uh, you know, if you did do that, I mean, I don't believe for a second you'd be happy. You might for the first week because it's new yep. and it's like, oh, I'm out in nature and who cares about business? And I'm doing, you know, it's just you come home and you're sweaty. You feel like you've done something that day. But after a month of that, you're going to be like, man, I was making a whole lot more money, you know, doing that online business fizzle thing. And this is really hard work. Yep. And I wish I was doing that again. For so me, it is just a romance. It's not it's not real. It, it, you know, no, it I feel isn't. the yeah, same that, way. That, that, yeah, I think you're, you're totally right. I, I've thought I've thought, man, what if I just been born instead of 1980? What if I been born 1880 and I grew up and my dad was a farmer and that was the only option I had, you know, so that's just I wouldn't know. Uh, that's what I would do because that was all I would have and I would have this simple life and it'd be wonderful and meaningful. And, and then I think about that for a minute and I'm like, I bet you pretty much everyone who was alive in 1910 as a farmer would trade their life with mine right now. The worst, the worst thing about this conversation, Adam, is that from now on, the New Yorker, anytime they write about millennials and their bullshit whiny bitch factor, <laughs> they're just going to link straight to this. Here, here's, a prime, exactly. here's a prime example. Here's a prime example of a couple uh, millennials, quote unquote artists, quote unquote <laughs> creatives, trying to figure out uh, how, how to think about their careers because they live in a fantasy world where nothing is real 
and yeah. and their little Peter Pans uh, shoved into into a life with a wife and kids uh, and trying to quote unquote play the role of their fathers and be like a, a man when they're yeah. really just they're really just adolescents still figuring this stuff out and we're enabled to do that because because I mean I'm we're making money on the internet. <laughs> Yeah. Because we're making money creating websites or this sort of stuff. And if we could just for a second think about being like just the, the, the like service, you know, for me, the fantasy is always and you got the little shop. Bing, 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 bing. The bell, the bell rings as someone opens the door. <laughs> yeah. You hear from the behind the closed door. I'll be right out. <laughs> you, you come out wet wiping grease from your hands with one of those red mechanics cloths. How's it going? What can I help you with? Hey, I need some typeset on my website. Oh, yeah. Got a kerning problem, I can see. All right, let me see. Right. I can schedule in for uh, Tuesday at 11. It'll take about two and a half hours. Does that work? Are you a Typekit member? You, you already signed up there? Right. <laughs> you know? Dude, I know, man. I know. You're right. And that's 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 what uh, that that is also... You know, that that's what, like you just said, you know, anyone could link to this show is like just an example of, I feel like all my shows anyone could link to is just like, you want an example of someone who just whines and thinks and doesn't actually do anything with their life? Well, this is the guy for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... I just yeah can I, can I can I monetize that somehow Chase I don't know if I can monetize my I whining know, I mean, part and part of me was I, I just contemplation I hate I hate so much Adam that I'm in this world where words like monetize and uh, growth exactly. and all this stuff but this is just this is just what it sounded like a uh, hundred years ago was words like polio and horse. Yeah. <laughs> you know and yeah. my but you know it's things <laughs> like this it's the same shit like so. It's, we gotta, we gotta try to. Uh, I think another one of my silly little theories is I just think our, hu- like our, our humanity, our, our genes, our biology is wretched at luxury. It's just wretched. It's just so bad. This thing is so good at being chased by lions and living in a world where there's a saber toothed tiger and needing to like hunt in packs, you know, wildebeest and shit, and needing to protect yeah. our young against ferocious monsters and rival tribes and things. We are so fucking good at that shit, man. We are tuned up for that, you know? And, yeah. and instead, we get an email. And all that same fucking system that could protect us from lions is now dealing with an email from some fucking someone asking me to do something that I, I don't, I feel indifferent about, you know, right. a, a, or, or what am I going to do with my career or all this other shit? It's like, that's what the fantasy is, is, is going back. But I also think that it's a reality that, that we're really bad at this and that we have to do whatever needs to be done to actually slow ourselves down, our brains, our bodies, whatever, because you're thrashing, and I'm thrashing for literally no reason. That's what will be discovered in, in, in some future time. We'll look back. And, and what, what, we, what we're doing is we're, we're, we're discovering who we are. We're still figuring it out. We're, 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 we're scraping at the walls and, and making our mark and doing our little cave paintings and, and wondering what the hell we're all here for, right? Yeah, but all, all, all we're, you know, I, I think it'll be looked back on and just, I mean... I, I liken it to, you know, you've been in a band. I've been in a band. You know what it's like to, you know, you're in a little band and you, you know, you, you see someone like Nickelback making bazillions of dollars and you think, oh, just what shitty music, what sellouts, what losers. And you don't have any money. So it's like, 
you know, I feel like part of it is just accepting that um, uh, I can sit here and whine all I want about how I can't I can't figure out how to make money and be artistically valuable at the same time. Well, um, maybe I have to. Sa- I don't know. That sounds bad. Maybe I have to sacrifice a little bit of that. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the point is, is that um, uh, as our mutual more more your friend than mine, but. Don Miller has said in an interview for this show is that uh, you just have to show up, man. You know, if you want to be a writer, go to a cabin for a month and write every single day until something comes out. And 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 part of me feels like, well, that's, you know, all these things we add into it, you know, not wanting to be a sellout, wanting to be authentic, wanting to be meaningful, wanting to be purposeful, you know. Sometimes I think I just have to put all of that out of my head and just say, um, you know, there are real business principles here and just try to apply those in the best way I can. And as you said, not just swing the pendulum, not just fully dive in and accept all the bullshitness of it, but just take what you can out of it, you know, because I, you know, I, I can't even finish that sentence. I don't even know. Where was I going, Chase? Well, I don't know if any of us can finish that sentence for you. <laughs> I don't know if anyone knows where I was going with that. <laughs> no. The point is, is that I, don't, I think that on some level, doesn't mean we have to all do the webinars and the, you know, the, the, the conferences and the, you know, appear like total douchebags. But, but if, if we are going to make money and we do want to make money on our own, you're working for ourselves, if that's something you want to do, then I, I think at some level you, you have to sacrifice a little bit of this, you know, the indie band, you know, um, I'm only going to write, I'm only going to write songs that makes everyone want to slit their wrists. Well, there's a reason no one buys your fucking albums because they all want to kill themselves yeah, afterwards. The, so the bummer is I can prove to you, I could prove you wrong on that front, right? There's a lot of situations in which people who are still incredibly authentic and and quote unquote pure, whatever this fantasy that we have about that, uh, and they're and they're and they're still massive successes. They are, you know, you're and right. So they are, it's not but, one way or the other. But but uh, if you want to kickstart it, if you want to do it in less than ten years, so the the thing that that spurred on so much of your of your rage and envy and and terror is this interview that. Um, Tim Ferriss did with the lovely woman from brainpickings.org. Yeah. I would argue that she's doing something that she, she's just saying, fuck the world. I'm going to do what I want to do. And she does it and gets to earn a living doing it. I don't know how good the living is. I don't know how hard the work is, but she's doing it. Right. Well, se- seven million readers a month. The living probably isn't that bad. But as you uh, said, seven to million. Me, but still, like, what are you going to do? You're going to get ad revenue and all this stuff. Like, that's well, a big deal. But whatever. I mean, like you said to me, though, the point is she's been doing that since 1997. Yeah. Maybe when was it she started that? It's, you know, and yeah. it's it's almost 20 years so if later. You want to try to so, do that in a year? Good luck. Yeah. And you can. But uh, it, that that's why it's like it's funny. I, I keep collecting all these little quotes on my personal blog, Ice to the Brim. And this is, you know, where I get to say anything I want, but mostly it's just like a quote from a book I want to be able to remember because there are things that are, that are catching me wherever my mind is right now. Like, and so we've, we've quoted like two or three of them since we've been on this call and they come in handy that way. And I find more, uh, I find like, you know, I have z- like very little, very few people signing up for that, but occasionally people do with zero, but I don't even, I barely even tweet out links to anything that I put there. You know, I think you banned me from your comments because I've tried to comment no, the last couple through. times, you just, you and, just and it too. Yeah, and you just didn't approve of my guys. I think I didn't approve so. it in time. 
Ah, it takes me about okay. two days to get to any email. You know what, though? It's very interesting that you bring that up because when I think about any of these people, any of these people I look at that seem to have what it is I want, um, none of them are 20 years old. You know, yeah. they've all they've all been doing this stuff for two decades and finally something clicks like yeah. like Mark Maron is the perfect example of that is, you know, he's also when a he tragic his, example of that. too. Yeah. But when he started his podcast, I mean, he was at the total bottom. He was at the end of a career that had been a massive failure with a and ton he, of promise. Someone that yeah, every comedian never worked thought, out. Like, he would be the one. Yeah. And so then finally, at the end of it all, when he's like, I, I give up, you know, I just, you know, 20 years of trying, I give up. And he starts this little podcast and then suddenly that's the thing that just blew up. And now now he has, you know, all that success that he wanted and um, the brain pickings like these people. I think it is when we're on the in the online business space, there's just so much of all these promises of. 30 days to this, the four hour steps to, you know, you can completely transform who you are into Mark Zuckerberg in three days with, um, if you just buy my ebook for two ninety seven, mm-hmm. and, and, and there's so much of that, that it's like, somehow we believe that's, po- I believe that's possible that, you know, Hey, I've been, I've been self-employed for five years. That's long enough. I've got something to teach people yeah. and I can, you know, I can, I should be making the damn money by now. And, and anyone you look at, Gary Vaynerchuk, any of these people, it's 20 years before any of that started happening. Yeah. And I think that's a, um, like the quote I always say, and I don't really know how to explain, how to get across the way that it meant so much to me at the time. But uh, from a guy called Brad Feld, entrepreneur type VC guy, he said the hardest thing for a 22-year-old entrepreneur to do is to plan for the next 22 years. But that's also what's so essential. That's, it's so important to do. He says being an entrepreneur is a long view of many short cycles. Yeah. And something in that, I feel like there's something that I could learn from that, but it's always just beyond me. That like uh, all this thrashing and the sense that like, allow this. And I, I, I work it into every piece of advice I give someone. Oh, that's a great idea for a blog. Work on it for three years. You'll probably know around then like what it is and what it isn't. You know, yeah. nobody wants to hear that, but that's no. absolutely what will happen no matter what you do. Unless you, unless you're one of the one in like 300 who, uh, are probably a lot less than that, who, um, who actually some, sometimes it just hits, right? You know, sometimes it does. Yeah. And that's the thing is that, you know, those people like, you you know, I, I know some of the some of those people are friends who they just it was it, I'm not going to say it was luck because they are very hard workers, but it was it was it was an accelerated timeline. They whatever the idea was great. It was the right time, yeah, the right the place. Moment, they were the right person for yeah, it. The moment of and they launched it fit where it just like, how yeah. did that you that was the perfect and it just time happened. for that. Yeah. And that's what, and it's like, that's, and I keep looking for that thing. What's that thing, you know? But it's not really like I want some sort of overnight thing. It's just, I want to know the thing. I think you, you know? should do I want to figure out the thing. I think I know what you should do. What should I do, Chase? A Fleshlight Review site. Oh, man. I used to have one of those. <laughs> I, while, I was, while, while I was at Bible college. I <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt so compelled to go. I have been Chase Woodman Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> and this is my, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do like, a, you know, all those uh, design reduxes, you know, UX teardown, oh you know, my sites. God. I'm going to do that for sex toys. That, you know, and I'm going to say, 
this is how <laughs> actually <laughs> this is the problem with this toy right here batteries always die here, at the wrong time here's what airbnb can learn from a double-sided dildo <laughs> Oh my goodness, man. Uh, uh, good. So I don't know how to, I, you know, I don't want it to be totally, you know, depressing. And, it, and it's not depressing, but no, it's, it's just, just a couple I mean, of trailers talking I guess, about their shit. It's all that. That's all this is. We're In three years, we're going to look back on this. And we're going to be like, oh, my God, we led so many people astray. I just <laughs> like allowing but But at the same time, like, this is exactly where I am. I don't have any other words for it. I'm depressed by it. And uh, and and yet I, I've I've struggled with it for long enough to know and seeing the ups and downs just barely enough now to go, okay, this isn't what it feels like. I need to learn. There's something to learn from these feelings, but it's better than what it, than what I, when my, my guts are telling me it actually, yeah. or like there's something, there's a couple things that know things in me. And one of them saying like, you're actually fine. And we know that with a, with complete certainty. And the other one saying like, yeah, I know, but there's some good stuff in what we're feeling right now. It'll keep us honest. Maybe cu come up with some fresh ideas and do some shit. You know what spurred this all on for me was trying to grow our fucking podcast. Yeah. And trying, just like trying to do stuff to grow our podcast. It, it's just, it just made me feel like I don't, it's just felt so impossible. I feel like we have such a good show and I want more people to see it. And it's just impossible to find. Like people aren't finding it. Uh, it's not growing. And, and you want it, you dream about, oh, there's just a handful of tactics we can do. And in a little while, like, look at us, we're optimized for search or we're this, that, and the other. And it just, yeah. it just so rarely works like that anymore. You just, you need, you need to sign up for lead pages and you need to create a funnel for every episode with an opt-in and a lead magnet. <laughs> No, well, here, so here's, okay, so I want to know, you, you do all these videos, and you, you know, you talk about this stuff a lot, you know, anyone who knows you, if this is the first time you've ever heard Chase, I'm, I apologize, I just want to apologize right now, yeah, can but you set anyone up, who knows- an intro on this that just like, <laughs> listen, this is for advanced Chase, uh, <laughs> Chase this, this is because it this just is, comes this is, in fucking swinging. Yeah. Well, you, you, so you do all this stuff, and, and you've talked about how with Fizzle, you, you have found- something you know after a lot of years of digging and things you know you found something here but you know you've been doing this for uh, whatever year a couple years now like has fizzle i mean it, 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 and you've talked about the passion and all this stuff has it turned into a job yet have you been able to keep it from turning into a thing where you're like shit it's sunday night and i've got to do this again tomorrow uh, or is it still to, i don't have that sunday night feeling ever that's for damn sure yeah. it's de it's definitely a job but it's been a job from day one um and and it's mixed both of those things very, very well for me. And it, yeah. so it feels like a realistic way. Because when I talk about like the things that, like finding this creative passion, what I'm talking about is things, doing things for a living that are extremely easy. Yeah. Things that are not difficult at all. Like anything that feels like pain. Anything that feels yeah. like, you know, it's like, I don't want to, do, well, all of a sudden, I'm not so passionate about this anymore. You know, it's just <laughs> no. me being a fucking pussy. But yeah. the... That's always kind of been there, but it's always been worthwhile to fight through. Uh, because what, happened was I designed Think Traffic, which is the site that eventually became Fizzle, uh, yeah. with my business partner, Corbett Barr, and uh, through Corbett, and then through like basically just getting to know the, the audience there at Think Traffic, looking, I read every single comment. I got to know these people through their comments, and like then I pulled up their website and saw like some people had given up, some people had changed direction, other people were, you know, say, they had a different story, other people got successful, all this other stuff. I just saw what was at stake, and I saw my own story and these people, but they were just at a different, they're coming from a different, different angle completely. Like I was a little turd burglary designer type. 
You know, I was like, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, you like that band? Like, I don't even fucking, I was way into them back. Like, but like, not anymore. Yeah. It's like, you don't need, oh, you go to that coffee shop? Oh, my God. Like, I don't know. Fucking, let, <laughs> let me guess. You love Caramel Macchiato. <laughs> that's so stupid. Right. You know, that's not even what a macchiato's like. Oh, my God. Like, I was just a <laughs> yeah. fucking turd. I still am. But yeah. uh, these are the same people as me. Just as much, much heart, just as much guts, just as much dream and desire, just as much potential and all this stuff. And, and so I got, I just kind of, that's what that's what pulled me through the design of Think Traffic, which was a really big success. Uh, I don't. I mean, it looked. I I thought it looked really great, and I was really proud of it because it was the first blog that did this massive, big, bold Frank Shamero-y type of like, what's going? This is huge and different and chunky and all this stuff, right? And then also performed really well. Conversions went up yeah. immediately. Whatever. I don't even know the percent. I want to say 50%, but I think what I mean is that is a doubled 100%. I think would be doubling. I'm a reader, not right. a mather. But, <laughs> but then, okay, then we, we liked working together so much. We moved to, we started Fizzle together as a side thing and then eventually pulled those things all together. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. The, the, the question is, is like, do you, are you feeling that now? Do you feel like um, the, the things inside of you that you want to do and say and be, you're able to do? with what you've created in fizzle and it feels meaningful and you're able to make money for it. And you've, you've, you've not that it's, you're always going to be fizzle and you're always going to be doing this, but at least at this point, you've, you've reached some sort of level where you are doing and making money from something that, that you feel is honest and truthful and your tagline, honest online business. I mean, that's, you know, yeah. I mean, do you, do you feel that way or do you feel or do you feel like everyone else feels about their shitty corporate job? You know, like it's just, it's another job, man. If I you know? zoom, when I zoom out, I absolutely feel that way. When I see what we're doing, yeah. uh, on, on a big level, it's extremely clear. Um, when I'm trying to put a headline on a fucking podcast episode, I want to, I have, I have the shotgun at the floor, just kind of like with my toe in the thing and my mouth. <laughs> yeah. on. I'm just like, what's the fuck? <laughs> right. Yeah. Because, because I know what's at stake with that. You know, I know what's yeah. at stake with all this work we just put into this thing, all these funny little music bits I added, all these like this, these great little moments that like they're just going to fall away into oblivion. But the truth is they're not falling away into oblivion are, you know, handful of thousands of like people who listen every single week will still get it. We'll still get it immediately on See, Friday that's, that's, at 1 a.m. like that every time. And that's 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 what is so, you know, I, for some reason, I only have this clarity very few times in my life. You know, there was one time a little over a year ago when I wrote this post and people seemed to like it and share it. And and I had I thought, well, I should put a newsletter on my site. because That's what people do. Right. Well, I did. And like 12 people subscribed. And I was just I was like 12 people. You know, there's 12 actual human beings that actually clicked went out of their way to say i want to hear what you have to say adam and that was like this little existential moment yeah. and then there's there's other where i really felt like how valuable that was it doesn't matter that it's not fifteen thousand, like 12 human beings if i could help 12 people i mean you know and then there's other little times where it's like Unfortunately, it's only it seems like when there's a tragedy, you know, you know, someone gets sick or someone dies or something. And then you realize what's really meaningful yeah. to you and what really matters. And you appreciate what you have, you know, but it's uh, all the other time. It's just, you know, it's just this constant mind 
game. It's, it's because just our constant thinking my, and struggling. My metaphor is it's like it's like it's like our mind just like just like orbits just just outside the realm of safety. It just far it goes yeah. far 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 effect because they're, they're, these minds are are, are good. They're quick witted. They have they have images and metaphors and dreams and desires and they, and they've seen a lot of movies and they look at a lot of like they've seen like a lot of these. Yeah. They, you know they're, they're they're tuned for stuff, right? But, yeah. but to me, honestly, Adam, when you're talking about um, does it feel like a job or are you like, do you, does your head pop off the pillow every Monday or something like that? Right. When we're talking about these things, the one thing that makes me feel like that is when I get reconnected to my audience and they're real, honest to God, human struggles. And I see that they're humans. I see that they're fucking humans and they're not numbers and they're not like a big one, big group this week and a small group last week or whatever. It's just, it's just fucking humans putting their ass on the line to build something that they care about and, and that will hopefully put food on the table. And when I get close to that, it is that it is like someone I love dying. It is like that clarity of, oh, my God, I know it matters. And it reconnects me to that. And it makes me more of a friar tuck, more of the, the shopkeep with the bell ringing in the background. It makes me more of just like, this is the work. Keep your head down and do it, right? The way that, like, uh, my friend Tom told me the story about Oprah and uh, – uh, and Maya Angelou, before Maya Angelou passed out, passed away, <laughs> Oprah and her, they're friends. My friend Tom is friends with them, weirdly. Uh, and he's he's like, I, <laughs> you're you're like you're like the Kevin Bacon of you know, so you're connected to so many famous people. No, yeah, it, I don't it, know how you do potentially. it. Potentially, I mean, at least at least two. Um, <laughs> well, two, yeah, two. But, okay. <laughs> uh, but Oprah says to to Maya Angelou, Maya, like, what am I like? What is legacy? How do I set myself up for, for legacy? How do I best steward my time here on earth to have the most important legacy? And Maya Angelou in this wonderful, like homespun American way says, that's none of your concern. Do your work. You don't get to decide what your legacy is. And I yeah. just fucking love that so much. That's it's true. It takes yeah, all of this like, spinning and all this dreaming, all this m- and that's shit. Yeah, you 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 say that stuff, and it makes me feel. Here's what I feel right now. I feel like you know what? It's okay for me to do this stuff that I want to do. You know, like um, whatever it is. You know, help people with their podcasts or whatever. And 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 you, I can't even say that without just cringing and going, oh, what a what? How useless is that? Who gives a shit about what microphone you oh, use? Change, but on the other I would hand, change your mind on that. Dude, that's extremely but, but, valuable. But, but that's what I'm saying. What you just said makes me feel like. You know, maybe that's okay. Maybe, maybe um, um, that that's okay if there's people that want to know that, and I can help them with that. That that can be meaningful. I'm not curing cancer, but it, that it's it still can be meaningful. You yeah, know, absolutely. And I think the more we get, the closer we get to that, or ha- the the better we get at reminding ourselves of that. Some sort of practice, some sort of totem that we can sort of hold on to and realize which world we're in, you know, yeah. if we're in someone else's world or if we're in our own, um, that is like a superpower, I think. I, I agree. Totally. Well. Oh, man. Well, to uh, to just, you know, since I've already confessed my love and admiration for Mac, Mark Maron, I, I feel like I need to say, uh, did we do it? So did we do it? Are we done? Did we do Are we it? Good? <laughs> Are we Are we good? good? <laughs> 
Yeah, we're good, pal. We're uh, good. And we didn't well, do it. What we did was we can we, we walked around in a circle to a Maya Angelou <laughs> quote. I knew it even at the beginning. Um, but uh, we're, we're, what we're trying to do is we're trying to kick up as much fucking dirt and soil and mud from the bottom of the river as we possibly can to make it as hard as we possibly can to find what was there the whole time, whatever that is. Yeah. I don't know what any of that means, but it sounds really, really good. So I think we should end with, with what you just said. I have been Chase Wardman Reeves. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show, man. Thank you for having me, you you lovely Friar Tuck <laughs> of a Fleshlight fan. Oh man, I, I can't I'm not going to tell my Fleshlight story. <laughs> and now I just admitted that there was one. Damn it. I love Chase? there's no way to come back from that, man. No, you are black I, you are blacklisted. Good can't. God. I can't. Oh my goodness. I wish you could I, see I can't. how silly I looked in my beanie right now. I look I look like probably what your penis looks like in a flashlight. <laughs> well, is it a depends <laughs> well, on what color the beanie is. Well so. is there a bunch of Christian historical fiction lying around? Because it could look exactly <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh man. I, oh I I yeah. I I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see. I'm I've been inspired with you know, like I said, you, you turned me on to the, the Tim Ferriss show and and I, I I still don't know what I think about Tim Ferriss. But what I do like about his show is that he doesn't seem to give a shit about any of the podcasting rules. You know, he releases a 15 minute episode and then a fucking four hour interview the next week. And and I, that gave me some freedom to say I, I doesn't have to follow, you know, whatever the pattern is for lead pages success i keep picking on lead pages i'm sorry lead pages but it doesn't have to follow whatever that pattern is it can just be whatever i want it to be and and so that's what i'm doing man yeah i like it anyway all right that that's definitely the end i'm putting a marker marker mark that shit All right, that's it. That's the show. Thanks for listening. What a great guy, man. I love that guy. I'm going to meet him one day. Can you believe we've never actually met in person? That's the kind of rapport we have without actually having to meet in person. Anyway, thanks, Chase, for being on the show. And a couple things to remind you of. As I said in the intro, uh, go to avclark.com slash TGM, and you can subscribe there. You can whatever find the episodes etc and if you want to be part of the contest and win all those cool prizes go to avclark.com slash contest there's a few simple steps to follow and you will be entered to win some cool shit my friends so take advantage of it also check out my course i'm gonna say it again avclark.com slash course my podcasting course get on that list because some really awesome stuff is coming next week for that you'll be able to get it for a dollar i'm going to keep saying that because i can't believe i'm actually going to be selling it for a dollar but i am so check it out get on the list all right thanks for listening make sure and check out episode three with jason surfer app until then see you next time